0: Good morning, it's 970 WMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with, both from the United Way of Central Maryland, Amy Novak, Assistant Development Director for Hartford County, and Scott Gott. Brett. PhD Associate Vice President of Homeless Services. Good morning, Bob Mumby.
1: Happy good New morning. Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. And we're gonna do a little thing on the things that happened fifty years ago, which was nineteen seventy. Wow. And the things that didn't exist twenty years ago. Okay. Well maybe even do that in the beginning after I get a lot of things off my chest.
0: Okay. Uh oh.
1: Um some good things. Good. Some Start good the things. Year off good. But I hope I can do this, but I'm going to do it with All relish. Right. It's the third year we've had Scott here. Mm-hmm. And in honor of that, we're going to salute Randy Robertson, city manager of Aberdeen, on the third anniversary of his wisdom-filled proposal to fine homeless people $50 for being homeless. it been
0: a while since you have mentioned that.
1: And the quote was that maybe this will be the impetus You know, not the 11 million boulders they're carrying around, but this, relieving them of $50 that they don't have, have. that will be the turnaround. (laughs) Just call me Gandhi. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, he's the highest paid government employee in the county, more than the county executive, more than the mayors, more than anybody in the administration. So, so, thanks, Randy.
2: It's important to note, this is Scott here, is is that it's politically expedient to advance something, a concept like that. It's like the tough on crime. You know, it's easy to be tough on crime because, you know, uh, nobody likes a criminal. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's easy to be tough on homeless folks and say, you know, we don't want them here. We want them to get their lives together. And so it's a, it's a very quick knee-jerk reaction. Um, But it's been decades of evidence have suggested that that does not, in fact, move people off the streets and into housing. And the the city council folks who had supported this uh, concept sort of uh, viewed it as a tool in the toolbox, not something they have to do all the time, but something that they can use to say that the police could use as an engagement tool. Um, but you know uh wisdom from the social service sector from uh from research and advocacy in the area of social work suggests that in fact that's more of an alienating tool it's not how you know that folks are more likely to disengage from the system when threatened mm-hmm. um than to come in from out of the woods and really it's more about relationship building and and all of branches that get people to reengage and to seek help and to um to find housing uh,
1: uh, and the thing is and i think this is done on all sides of the aisle it's the otherization of, of humans it, if you otherize them whether it's someone you don't agree with because of their orientation people otherize policemen and put them all in the same category Absolutely. because there's bad cop and to otherize folks who and just put them in a broad brush category just we see it with addicts and i'm very involved with those suffering from that disease um there's so many different reasons and it's there but for the grace of God go I as my mother always used to say Mm -hmm. um and the more we do alienate them the further they get away from um getting things back on track so, so we're glad we're, to have you here today. Which yes. is why with Homeless <laughs> Connect, it, this massive engagement of them on so many different fronts. We saw it a few months ago with the Veterans Resource mm-hmm, Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. We've seen it with a lot of folks and entities that attempt to bring the resources to these folks that are either afraid to, to reach out for them, they're unaware, um, or we make it so hard for them to avail themselves of these resources. So, all good stuff. See? Well, yep. maybe something good has come.
0: Absolutely.
1: The other thing, and this is way more petty. So I always try, because I sometimes can be a little, you know, oblivious <coughs> to things. When I'm at a business event or a social event or whatever, and I'm talking to two people, I try to remember, oh, by the way, do you two know each other? Sure. Uh-huh. Because sometimes if it's, they Absolutely. don't know each other. Do you ever notice there's people that when you do that, they look at each other and then look at you and say, yeah.
0: We've known each other for years.
1: Yeah, like yeah. You, you moron. Right. Like how I know. self-absorbed yeah. can you be? Like make me feel uncomfortable. Right. right. <laughs> no, I agree with
0: you on that. That happened to me recently.
1: But now, now I just say to people, you know, there was no reason to make me feel bad. Right. I'm just trying to be right. polite.
2: Absolutely. Right. Well, you could phrase it and say, well, you guys know each other, right? That way, you're, you know, if they do know each other, they say, oh, yeah. And if they don't, they say, oh. But no, there's
1: those people that say, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> no matter how you phrase it. That's right. Okay. And stop posting on Facebook the meal that you're eating. I don't want to see a picture of the meal that you're eating. If I'm hungry, I don't want to see it. Because it's going to annoy me, right. and if I just date, it's gonna—it's like watching like this Wendy's commercial <laughs> just after you had this huge dinner. Like, get that out in front of me. And lastly, if you're a real estate agent, and there's a community page, or we have a live music in Harford County page for our concert mm-hmm. business, and yeah. there's 3,100 members, and the rules are, if you have a gig or a venue that where you're playing music, you can post on that. Real estate agents posting, you know, here's a house.
0: On your page? Yes. Really?
1: I delete them. I throw them off.
0: And you're in uh, real estate.
1: Yes. Yes. Commercial. Okay. And Nick, we're going to start. Well, uh, Mary's probably going to veto this, so I won't start it this week. Good. A transparency effort for certain governance of organizations in this county. Okay. Well, we'll wait we'll,
0: then. We'll talk about that, yeah.
1: And the last thing, i pent up, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's is a new year. Get is, it all out. Let
3: it, it, it all out,
1: right? <laughs> is there a more regressive tax than the goddamn lottery? <gasps>
0: Don't be swearing.
1: Oh. But I go into the gas station. Do they still call it gas stations? Yeah. Okay.
0: In stores, gas stations just okay. yeah. There's
1: people in there, <laughs> yeah. like they're this morning. I, you know, someone I think was getting off the midnight shift at the hospital. They probably just got paid, and they're buying like forty dollars worth of scratch offs. You know, this guy and it's not like the money's all going to education. They, mm-hmm. you know, they put the money towards education, then they spend less from the general budget mm-hmm. for education. That is true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm done.
0: Say something positive.
1: Um, in 1881, (laughs) there was a young girl, 15-year-old girl in Iowa. Okay. And there was a train. There was a flood or a rain, and it washed out the tracks, and the train crashed and went into a ravine. Two people died. Um. This is positive for Bob. Yes. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yes. Um, and... Someone said, oh, there's another train an hour away, and she walked in the rain a mile and a half uh, to get to the next junction, Mm -hmm. and she stopped the train. Oh, wow. So that's positive, isn't it? That is. Okay.
0: Good for that gal.
1: Very good. Okay. And we'll talk about one other thing, but not now. Okay. Because I've been talking too long
0: think you're ready for trivia you guys yes. ready for trivia all right
3: yep. if
1: i recall these two hit it out of the park last time
3: scott was much better than i was but oh he's now quite now. the coincidence quite the trivia buff Slumdog millionaire
0: <laughs> oh that's right
1: yes bob uh, and i had an movie.
0: interesting experience a couple weeks ago we had two very very young millennials on the show <laughs> Kind of like Scott and I, right? That yes. Was. Very <laughs> similar. I'm an very, elder millennial.
1: Well, one, very, one very was 35.
0: <laughs> 35. Oh, that is true. Still a millennial. Yep. Danny
1: El- Falcone, who was uh, oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, the, uh, on, on the team at the uh, Beller Downtown Alliance.
0: Right. And it was a fabulous show, but the questions were all not geared towards them. It was a, <laughs> disaster. They never, it was a disaster. They never heard of Johnny Carson. Did not know who Johnny Carson oh. was. So we left here feeling like old curmudgeon, <laughs> like we needed canes and
1: wheelchairs. We're going to do this thing later. We'll okay. See. okay. The apps that didn't exist 20 years ago.
0: Oh, all right. Which animal was incorrectly rumored to bury its head in the sand when frightened? The ostrich. Yeah, that was good, good to job. job. It's okay, incorrect? Head. Yeah, I guess that's incorrect. It does not do that. Hmm. Correct. Hmm. Scott's shaking his head with authority.
2: And I have a PhD,
0: so. Oh, that's true.
2: Ostriches. And you
0: know, I what do ostriches
2: have to do feel, with homeless services? I feel services, qualified though. to speak on every subject
0: now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was only a recent thing. Only
2: four months ago, I got this this title, and I've learned that you're not allowed to mention it. It's considered tacky to mention that you have a, a degree of that stature.
1: No, not really.
2: And you're not I allowed mean... to go by doctor either
1: only I mean, medical
2: practitioners and dentists are allowed to be called doctors can insist on being called doctors or if you're in the classroom you can insist your students refer to you as doctor
0: i think you should shout it from the rooftops it's a lot of hard work to
2: get my mom agrees with you I, <laughs> I agree. My wife agrees with you but any, anyone else that i brought it up to and i said well that's dr Godfrey. And they're like oh you're kidding though right
1: <laughs> i just don't like i will say in this it's about the education circle, uh, mafia and Well, all I'm the still doctorates. waiting for
2: someone to say, "Is there a doctor here present?" You know. And, uh...
3: Yes, we would not want. You can raise your hand. A and medical say emergency, Scott. Gotten... Yes.
1: Or is anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: well, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. We have been waiting. It's the first two times we had you on the show, you were I, working towards it. Pending, so yes, yes, but that's why I knew the answer to the ostrich. Question. That's true. So you should And you
1: stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night.
0: <laughs> That's a good commercial. All right. What is the name for the Greek goddess of victory?
1: Um, It's not Nike, is it? <coughs> it is. Ah.
0: Excuse me, it is. Do you have your Ph.D. too, Bob?
1: No, but I had four years of ancient Greek. There you go. Translated the Odyssey. There you go. They asked me to, uh, to conjugate a verb in Greek. There's like 87... Conjugate Tense, one. Huh? Conjugate one. <laughs> no, it's interesting knowing Greek because it's, it's the root of so many words. Like suke which is um, psi, epsilon, chi, eta, means soul. Mm-hmm. Now, the epsilon becomes a long Y. I'm saying uh-huh,
3: but so, I have no yeah. idea.
1: So <laughs> P-S-Y-C-H is really the soul.
0: Okay. So, Makes sense. Now is this from the Catholic school or from my college? Jesuits? Okay, in high New school Jesuits. in New York City. All right.
1: Ancient God Bless Greek. them.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Which planet in our solar system spins the fastest?
3: Jupiter.
0: Um, Correct. Yeah,
3: I just happen to know that off the top of my head. Did you? I did.
0: Yeah. It rotates once. Don't on ask me
3: why. <laughs> in just under well, 10 hours. well,
1: it's the largest.
3: <laughs> well, that's. So and you would think that that would not be true. It would be the opposite. That's exactly what my hard. mind would think, right. which is why well, I don't have a pH. So I went with the opposite of what I thought was yeah. logical. See.
1: <laughs> but if you look at, <laughs> if it's the largest, and they all rotate mm-hmm. at their core at the same rate, the Absolutely. largest would have the, the highest velocity yeah. of um, surface rotation because of... It's got to travel a much bigger circumference in the same amount of time.
0: Ta-da! So
1: you dedu- there deducted, you go. You did. There deduced,
0: you, go. you did, you did. All right, guys, you're doing great. All right. Madagascar is an island located of the southeast coast of what continent? Africa. Look at you guys. I know it because Jeez. of the movie. Me too. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Pixar animated. <coughs> Speaking <laughs> of animation, good segue. In what city does SpongeBob SquarePants live? Bikini Bottom. Yes, mm-hmm. good yes. job. I want to know, know that. that one. Yes. Yeah.
1: But now is it Bikini I wonder if it's because they're all mutants from the Bikini Atoll nuclear testing? Is I that what they the mean by to that? I oh. that
4: point. I had not put that
0: together.
1: Patrick is my favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who was the second? President of the United States. Second president of John the United Adams. States. Adams, Adams, Good Adams. job.
1: I can name all 45 in a row if you want, but I won't. Wow. <laughs> the reason president I know president. that is because uh-huh. I'm rereading a history of the United States done in news stories. So. Oh. Yeah. For instance, we have eight who died in office. Really? Four assassinated and high. four died in office. Huh. And you know the zero factor thing.
0: I did know that. My husband is with, like you with the presidency; He's fascinated by that. It's
1: really interesting. It's really interesting how many times we didn't have it figured out from, you know, 2000 mm-hmm. uh, with Kennedy mm-hmm. having the, um, the mob, Illinois, uh, rig Illinois with uh, Rutherford B. Hayes with, uh, we've had uh, three impeachments and one near impeachment. I'm able and advocate. Very interesting, but anyway.
0: All right. What three countries share a border with North Korea? Three countries that share a border with North Korea.
1: So it's on a peninsula. So, so it's
0: China, South Korea, and
2: Japan. I mean, China, South Korea. Russia? Correct. Wait a go, Scott. can Japan because they're, they're, they share a they're water they across the sea. Mm-hmm. Japan is an island nation, but it had to be Russia. It
0: had to be Russia.
1: I don't care what you think about Trump. I think the fact that he calls <coughs> that, that kid pajama boy and rocket boy, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I sure he Isn't he like in his 30s? I think so, but... It just, if he wasn't so <laughs> insane, it would be cartoon-like.
0: Which U.S. state has the nickname the Treasure State? Ah. This I did not know. And In, I didn't... Nevada? No. California? No. Is
1: it, I was going to
2: guess California. No.
1: It's somewhere out there. It is. Montana.
0: Montana. Oh, good one. I was <clears> thinking <throat> gold. Mm-hmm.
3: From Montana, the
4: Gold Rush.
1: I mm-hmm. guess. I was in Treasure Island. Right. That's what, yeah. It's, I'm not in the, nothing. I was going to say something else about our, our, All right. What our is history. the name
0: for the offspring of a male donkey and a female horse? Jackets. Male donkey. Male. <laughs> he just wanted to say that on radio <laughs> legally. This was actually an appropriate time to
3: say
1: that. What is the name for the offspring we of a donkey? Sh- we male should be able to figure this out. not horse. burrow, is it? No. Male donkey and female horse.
0: Female horse. You don't have that many choices left.
1: Um. Mule.
0: Mule. Correct. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Correct. I didn't even know they made it, honestly.
1: There's a great band that plays locally. Their name is Confused by Zebras. That's <laughs> a <tiny> horse, right? <laughs>
0: one's a given in what year did Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin land on the moon? July
5: 20th,
1: 1969
0: Correct you guys nailed it. You're a good team. I think you should meet at a bar <laughs> on <laughs> Tuesday night and bring home the trophy Take the show there the we road. go you whoop should whoop.
3: maybe we can get some uh, you know like reward money.
0: Right?
3: Yeah, for PHC. There there's
1: one Wednesday nights at. Um, Independent does one. Independent. Don't they?
0: Okay. I see plans. <laughs> I see
3: plans. I'll be
1: there. It's
0: Wheels our next turning. fundraising event. Yep. Wheels are turning. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <Bill>. That's right. <laughs> Always Alrighty. supporting. Always we, supporting.
1: We're, we're, let's do this thing on the apps at the end. Okay. And. um um one thing in the news uh only one thing um governor decided to um uh, that the state would still accept vetted refugees even though the president presidential administration gave them the opportunity to not and although i'm for strict control of immigration and reform of immigration um i think as long as they're vetted this is a Lay up, and I hats off to the governor for doing that. So I, there was less news and more and I, just an excuse for me to give my opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do and you I'm folks shocked. think? Are I'm you shocked. pro? Do you do you agree that the governor?
0: I am. I like our governor. Yeah, I do think too. He's very wise. Mm-hmm.
1: He really takes the personal attacks from out of it, mm-hmm. and he he is able to make it less of a stake in a ground for anyone to um to go along with what he's doing so Mm -hmm. yep yep Um, i think he's a great
2: example of a political outsider mm -hmm. what what
0: that could look like yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's our only hope
1: Mm -hmm. i think it's our only hope i agree um
0: which is why he doesn't stand a chance (laughs)
3: unfortunately
1: i know no but i parties really stink (laughs) hate parties and, you know what? Let me think time-wise. We'll do a little bit of this day in history because I think it's interesting.
0: It is to start the new year off.
1: J.R.R. Tolkien was born hmm. today. Do you know where he was born? Never no. get it.
0: Montana. <laughs>
1: Seriously? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, South Africa. Oh, my gosh. In 1938, the March of Dines campaign to fight polio was established. Oh, my word. FDR who himself was afflicted
0: mm-hmm.
1: by it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Ruby uh, died in the hospital in 1967 after he was ordered to fix up his mistake by not killing Oswald the day he killed <laughs> Kennedy and he went in and did it two days later and in 2000 the final daily peanut strip ran oh. by Charles Schultz 20 years ago really Isn't that amazing doesn't well, when like
3: you that, said like...
0: 1970 <laughs> was 50 years ago, I was like, Yikes. geez,
1: how yeah. can that be? Okay. We'll, we'll just, we'll leave it at that.
0: Those were great. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with both from the United Way of Central Maryland Amy Novak, Assistant Development Director for Hartford County, and Scott Gottbrecht, PhD Associate Vice President of Homeless Services.
5: Hartford County Public Library's annual winter reading program for adults and high school students begins December 21st and runs through March 7th with the theme of, We Love to Read a Latte. Participants may sign up for the winter reading program by logging on to hcplonline.org or visiting a local library. Adults are encouraged to read or listen to at least five books, high school students three. Upon completion, participants will receive this year's Special Collectors mug while supplies last. Numerous special events will take place during this year's Winter Reading Program, including a Harford County Coffee Crawl and Tea Tour. Participants are invited to pick up a passport at the library and visit various coffee and tea locations listed for a sample and a passport stamp to earn a Keepsake 2020 Winter Reading Tote Bag, while supplies last. Sponsors of the 2019-2020 Winter Reading Program are Gold Medal Physical Therapy, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Klein Shopre, Schaefer McLaughlin and Stover LLC and friends of Harford County Public Library. More information about the Winter Reading Program may be found at hcplonline.org or by picking up a copy of the Headlines and Happenings newsletter at any of the library's branches.
0: Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library and I'm here with Bob Mumby and this is the Hartford Edge. We're so delighted to have, from the United Way of Central Maryland, Amy Novak, Assistant Development Director for Harford County, and Scott Gottbrett, PhD, Associate Vice President of Homeless Services, in the studio with us today. Amy Novak has been with United Way of Central Maryland for just under two years as the Assistant Director of Development in Harford County. She manages the local RUN Advisory Board, leads workplace campaigns, and organizes a host of philanthropic and volunteer activities, namely co-lead for Project Homeless Connect. Scott is Associate Vice President of Homeless Services at United Way Central Maryland, where he oversees a range of programs aimed at preventing and ending homelessness in Central Maryland, and specifically, Harford County. Scott oversees the Harford County Permanent Supportive Housing Program, for chronically homeless adults with disabilities and he is one of the lead organizer organizers of Harford's Project Homeless Connect. Scott recently defended his dissertation at Johns Hopkins University, earning his PhD. Woohoo! Woohoo! Welcome Amy and Scott and thank you for coming on the show today on this rainy Friday. Thanks for having us. Of course.
1: And thank you for what you and your whole team <clears throat> Are doing it's
3: quite the undertaking, but it is very exciting. It's amazing. Yeah, it's
1: truly amazing.
3: I um, love that day. I
0: love the day.
1: Let's let's start. Let's get something out of the way. What was your doctoral thesis on?
2: So it was about representations in the news, in newspaper representations of homelessness during the housing crisis, and the uh, sort of the hypothesis is that over the as the housing crisis unfolded. Um, 2008-2009, representations about homelessness became more sympathetic uh, and more structural in nature, meaning that folks talk more about um, economics, the political system, the housing market, banks, predatory lending, and less about homelessness in terms of uh, individual moral failings like addiction uh, or mental illness or criminal background. Uh, And so more and more as the housing crisis unfolded, people thought, of homelessness less as an individual person's fault and more as a you know system problem uh, and became more willing to help people who are experiencing homelessness
1: um and a, a lot of it is um, because people were able to identify more that's right mm-hmm. and you know, began to realize
2: folks. that homelessness you know was a lot quote unquote closer to home Uh, than than they had previously thought. Everyone knew someone who was at risk of losing their house or something like that. And that was ultimately the title I selected for my dissertation, was Closer to Home, Colon, Newspaper Representations of Homelessness During the
1: Housing Crisis. Very interesting. And I
2: show statistically uh, and sociologically, I'm able to track and pick up on nuanced changes in the frequency of certain phrasings and certain vocabulary around homelessness to show how that change in, in discourse took place.
0: Did a lot more people become homeless during this time Surprisingly, no.
2: Really? Uh, And so that's one of the things that, you know, because federal responses were appropriate. A lot of they opened the floodgates and money rained down from the ceiling, I like to say, to stop homelessness and especially to bail out the middle class Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, prevent this massive wave of foreclosures from uh, causing people to become homeless. People don't just end up on the streets because they lose their house, Mm -hmm. you know, their child at home. Um, really, there's a lot of steps in between there. You know, you go from re- having a very nice house to a not so nice house, and then a not so nice house to an apartment, and then a not so nice apartment to, you know, living with friends and family. You very rarely do people go from having a home to end up to being on the streets.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this later. But have you uh, watched the uh, series uh, Schitt's Creek? I, have. Love <laughs> I love that. I have. It's
0: one of my favorites.
1: Uh, it's interesting because yeah. the premise of it yeah. is this well-to-do family. Mm-hmm. Due to some chicanery of an in-law, um, no, I thought it was because
2: uh, the, the they were in the videotape business. So they, they were in they had a Rose's Video store. They,
1: they but there was a the brother-in-law committed fraud, who was managing all their money.
0: All the money, oh, okay. it was okay. their account. Oh.
1: um, so but anyway, and they end up in this fantastic place. <laughs> it's a great show. With Mary Chris. just
0: started watching it. She, we were <laughs> talking about it yesterday.
1: It's really great. Okay, so tell us about, let's start with United Way um, and United Way's mission and the amazing things that United Way does, and then let's work our way to the genesis of this amazing effort. Uh, I know, Scott, so much credit goes to you and your team for what you've done, not only in just getting things done, but in your thinking and your trailblazing um, and turning that into execution. Um, based upon your thinking. So, Amy, why don't you start on United Way? Sure.
3: Project Homeless (laughs) Connect is very indicative of what United Way of Central Maryland is all about. We're all about um, partnerships, you know, really um, identifying other nonprofits who are experts in that space and trying to partner with them and link arms with them. Uh, 2025 will be our 100th year, so uh, we are five years into a strategic plan, you know, to that, uh, execute that 100th year. And uh, that's what we're all about, is just really uh, finding ways to partner and um, use our resources as effectively as possible. And PHC is very representative of that, is how we bring everyone together with um, no barriers.
1: Tell us briefly about 211. Um, sure. Because I think that just exemplifies um, the, the navigation that you provide. Um, and you know one of the main parts of it is homeless connect but 2-1-1. Two, two right one?
3: 211 is absolutely the first stop for anyone who um, is facing um, needs resources or facing crisis um, just a myriad of opportunities but 211 is a 24/7 uh, 365 day a week um, resource hotline so when someone calls 211 uh they are greeted by a master level social worker And that um, operator is there to really um, disseminate any resources that they may need. Um, You know, the top reasons for calls are um, gas and electric. So utility needs, housing, uh, food accessibility. Um, And then also in tax time, we have great resources um, that are able to give people the tax um, services that they need. Um, but the great thing about 211 is we're able to immediately mobilize in crisis, too. And we saw that during um, when Carroll County had their flooding. Um, companies come together, um, donate money to 211, and we're able to give that money out um, immediately to the community. When the government shut down, uh, there was a pot of money available for people affected by that. So um, it's just a great resource that can be utilized by anyone. We have teachers utilizing it, social workers. Um, so people who aren't necessarily the ones who are in need, but they they don't quite know what to do and what services and wow. resources to give to others. So
1: And is it administered locally? Like the two one one is not a national calling center. It's, is, 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 is we,
3: that... have, we have two one operators in our office okay. um, operating all the time, but it's also two one one is also connected to the crisis hotlines as well. Okay and the hospital system so uh, we can get emergent care and kind of connect them to that
1: if so needed. So if there is a local crisis, one could argue that, well, I'm not going to put you in this spot, but Leslie and I can discuss it. Give your money at 2 one not to the Red Cross, right? I'm, I'm not going to, unless you want to answer that
3: say instead of in conjunction with you okay. know I think the red and, and that is our platform you know Red Cross does amazing things and they can mobilize wonderfully but when you are talking locally yes I would say giving money to 211 is the most effective way to kind of get that money out immediately
1: locally, I just have locally mm-hmm. during 911 uh, <laughs> I lost my best friend but I saw a lot of how the resources just flowed in. And I saw where they were spent well Mm -hmm. and efficiently. And I saw where they weren't. And Red Cross was given so much money. And they bought a new phone system for their whole organization. Um, the, the woman who was the executive director had to step down. I was going to say. I don't know how this turned. The government shutdown was a
3: great example of how we were able to mobilize funds. So people w- would call in, and maybe they couldn't pay their mortgage or child care, or there were even examples of a food truck who stood, you know, would park right by a government office, and they were at risk of losing their business. They could call in. Um, give very little, you know, information about what they needed, and then the check was sent directly to the mortgage company or wow. the supplier that needed to be paid, and it, with a lot, without a lot of red tape. So that was really the beauty of um, how that was executed during that specific um, time of need. Elegant City is another example. We were the sure. we, uh,
1: were
2: uh-huh.
3: the designated organization
2: for funds to support the victims of the Elegant City flooding. Okay.
1: Which is very reassuring because we know that you're on the front line uh-huh. right. because, again, with nine one one, we saw the the extent to which people were looking to rip off the system because there's a lot going on. It's very hectic. People True. don't want to turn people down. But if you're on the front line and actually engaging with the folks that need it, sure. A, it's a quicker response. B, it's a more vetted response. So that's great. Uh-huh. So... Tell us, Scott. Tell us about the homeless uh, services at United Way, and then we'll work into Homeless Connect.
2: Well, so our, our philosophy of um, providing services to the community is that we want to get to the um, the sort of building blocks of a self sufficient life, and our areas of focus are education, employment, housing, and healthcare. Um, housing being one of those, um, and so uh, I am one of our team members who focuses on. Uh, efforts to make sure that folks have access to safe, affordable, decent housing. And in particular, I work on uh, programs to end and prevent homelessness. Project Homeless Connect is an outgrowth of um, that thinking. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, in, if you study or work on homelessness um, is that there's so many different pathways into homelessness. And so when I'm teaching a class on homelessness, I'm telling my students that, you know, you're almost studying everything. It's, it's mm-hmm. a great entry point to social studies or social theories because any given social problem taken to its logical extreme could result in homelessness. So family instability, mental health challenges, um, climate change, I mean, mm-hmm. these are things, you know, things you wouldn't expect would lead to uh, homelessness. LGBT Q uh, unacceptance in someone's family lead, mm-hmm. is, is a major driver for youth homelessness. Kids aren't accepted when they come out and they're thrown out of the house or teen pregnancy or um, Wow. You know, there's just so That's many pathways into about homelessness. Absolutely. And so when you're trying to think about a solution to homelessness, there's not a single solution because there's so many different causes and drivers. Um, and so what Project Homeless Connect tries to do in addressing the problem is to bring a, a whole, as many resources as possible to one place at one time. Because any given person's story of, of how they became homeless has so many different causes and factors. And usually it's not just one thing. You know, it's not just that someone has a mental health challenge; it's that someone has a mental health challenge, and poor relationships with their families, and a poor work history, and perhaps a criminal background. And so, there's a lot of things you need to work on all at once in order to stabilize someone. And so, Project Homeless Connect tries to offer this whole menu of services. Um, and also, you know, with the with the homeless population, it's very difficult for them to move from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean physically, right? You know, um, but also, uh, you know, se- sequencing things becomes a challenge. You know, so. When you go to apply for an ID and they say, I'm just taking that as an example, you need this form or you're missing this document, You know, that's several weeks to several months in order to to, sit, to simply move from point A to point B. And right. so this program fixes that by co-locating all these services in one place at one time. Instead of having to go across town, you only have to go a few feet. Instead of having to wait several weeks, you have to wait several minutes. Um, and so we do things like print birth certificates right on site. Enroll uh, in, in people for uh, health insurance. We they can see an eye specialist and get a, a vision exam and, and a prescription for glasses, which we will then deliver to them, you know, or, or mail to them a few weeks later. Uh, we, uh, they can see a dentist and get a tooth pulled right then and there. Um, they can do expungement paperwork, apply for housing, get employment assistance, you know, employment referrals. Uh, the list goes on and on, and the idea is to have every service that someone would need
3: uh, under one roof, all at one time, and available as immediately as possible. And to interject with that too, you know, we have a planning meeting that starts in August and one of the big things we really want to make sure that is available at Project Homeless Connect as Scott mentioned is those um documents, you know, birth certificates, um anything with the Motor Vehicle Association. And we have a core group of, you know, very educated people from all different um organizations and that's a main focus of our conversation is mm-hmm. how do we do this? How do we make this as accessible as possible? And um we know what resources are out there. So it's exponentially harder for those people who do not. You know, so right. we're well, making I mean, a plan. the new
1: document requirements yeah. at NBA. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. 1099? Right. Mm-hmm. Electric bill? Yep, absolutely.
3: <laughs> so part Passport? of our strategy mm-hmm. is really kind of trying to streamline that as much as possible.
1: So it is Thursday, January 23rd, which I can't believe it. It's, um, I know. Yes. Right it's less than three weeks away. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't say that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> it's at the APGFCU Arena, Hartford Community College. College. Um, let's talk about how folks find out more about it. They can go to uh, uwcm dot org
3: slash phc
1: slash phc, which mm-hmm. is for Project Homeless Connect. Yep. Where they can do Google Project Homeless Connect Hartford. Absolutely. Two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. Um and so if folks listening if they have someone who they and by the way do you have to you don't have to be without an address
3: absolutely not to we, avail yourself of right this. we can we call this a no barriers event so we don't ask any questions so someone who identifies themselves as in need of one of the services we provide are more than welcome to be okay. one of our guests at the event
1: Okay.
2: Our goal is to prevent and end homelessness. And so folks who are at risk of homelessness, meaning they're behind on their bills, they are unemployed, they, you know, uh, are struggling with addiction or mental health challenges. I mean, anyone who is at risk of homelessness, which is a very broad, mm-hmm. you know, share uh, a broad label, can come to the event and access services.
1: Sure. It could be someone on the spectrum there now living with a relative. Absolutely. And that's running its course mm-hmm. uh, or right. whatever. Okay. So they can, um, folks can just go to the website, um, what advice do you have for folks who have someone they know who they think this would really work for, but a lot of the barriers, whether it's pride or just trepidation or they've had a bad experiences trying to engage these services in the past, how do they go to over that hump?
2: So uh, I, I like to think of we, we've arranged the event um, intentionally front-loaded with a lot of what I call honeypot services which are the very attractive services... Video that people, games? Uh, <laughs> that, people um, ...that everybody who is in need probably needs. Dental care, vision care, groceries, um, expungement services, ID, sure, but, um, you know, the uh, winter clothing, um, baby products. And so uh, if there's someone who... Our, our hope is that folks will come for dental care and stay for mental health conversations. Mm-hmm. We'll come for prescription glasses and stay for a conversation <clears throat> about substance abuse. Um, and so for folks that have... Family members who they really think need to come in and access some of these services, maybe get screened for housing or talk to an employment specialist, get them in with some of those other services. Take the indirect route and say, hey, can you come with me? They're giving away free groceries, you know, um, or let's go check out what they're offering with dental care. Uh, and then it's very easy to say, look, there's a, you know, a mental health provider right there. Let's just see what's what's out there.
3: You know, and I would also add to Scott, is that they attend with them, you know, and be a support system for them and kind of take that stigma away of, um, you know, accessing the services that we provide there. So um, offer to just go along with them and support them in their journey to accessing the resources that they need.
2: And every every attendee is paired one-on-one with a volunteer mm-hmm. guide. Yes. So there's 300 volunteers at the event whose job it is to meet with the client as they come in the door and say, here's what we're offering today. You tell me what you need and let's make a plan for how to access these services and they're there to be an advocate for the for the guest, and to help shepherd them from station to station it's optional of course but um, you know the idea is that they are that they they have a, a champion on their side the mm-hmm. whole day who is educated and, and trained for the for the event to take people through the event and access <clears throat> everything that they need
3: and we um, genuinely um... You know, we call the people who attend, we refer to them as our guests, Mm -hmm. and we really want them to feel that way. We want them to feel like um, they're guests and that we're there to help them in any way possible. Uh,
1: So tell us, uh, you know, I've seen and experienced a a good taste of what someone who comes to this event can experience. Tell us a, a, a quick thumbnail of, I show up, I'm in need of services um what happens
3: sure so the first thing you'll do is you'll register and as scott mentioned you'll be paired if that's what you desire uh, with a volunteer and that volunteer will really help prioritize what services you need Uh, if you do need dental that will be one of the first things that you'll kind of get in line and uh, work your way through that clinic Um, and then also just quickly identify um what tables they need to attend to, if they need um, any kind of health screening. Last year, we were able to offer a lot of vaccines, flu shots, things of that nature. Um, lunch is provided for both our guests and our volunteers. Um, so that's another just great way for the volunteer and the guest to be able to um, talk on a more personal level, get to know each other, um, and just really have that unique experience about um you know, we're more similar than mm-hmm. we are different, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. And then we hope that at the very end of their experience, they're able to walk through our drive section. And if they're in need of coats, hats, gloves, food, <coughs> diapers, um, that they're able to get the things that they need as they leave for the day. So our hope is that people come in feeling a little discouraged and they leave with a little hope, um, that, you know, things can turn around for them.
2: Yeah, let me, let me add to that. There's, um, I'm very proud of these forms that I make. And there's this,
3: so when you walk in,
2: you know, you fill, you kind of, yeah. you fill out a form. I don't want to I don't want to think it, make it sound like you're, you know, in a bureaucracy or something. The, the volunteer and the guests sit down, and mm-hmm. there's this form, and, and it asks every question at the event, or every service at the event, in the form of a question. Do you need to see a doctor? Do you need health insurance? Do you need a photo ID? Do you need your birth certificate? Do you need to see a dentist? Right, and it goes down this checklist, and if you answer yes to any of those, you know, by, by the time you get through this checklist, you basically have a list of things you want to do that day, mm-hmm. right? And then... You and the volunteer just say, okay, we're going to do this one first, this one second, this one third. And there's obviously some ones we recommend you start with. You know, some, you know birth certificate is more important than a haircut that day. Uh-huh. right? Um, and, uh, uh, and then there's, next to each of these questions, there's a table you go to if you need that thing. And then there's a map of the event, and the map has table numbers, right? And so you see, okay, you need to see a mental health service provider there at table four, and here's the map, and let's go to table four. Right. And so it's very user-friendly event, very very accessible, and it's not like you just get there and you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do. There's a trained volunteer who's there to walk through every service available and help you get from you know to where you want to go. Very very organized. Yes.
1: And now they're connected to you after this day. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have connected
2: to
3: United Way. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, volunteers, you need some
3: still. We certainly do.
1: Okay, so let's categorize it. Volunteers mm-hmm. for just general help that yes. day. Mm-hmm. Volunteers to be a, a, a guide. in our
3: dental, right. Volunteers in general, that would be guides. That would be, uh, we need volunteers to help set up the day before. Um, so that 300-person um, volunteer uh, that Scott mentioned um, is really um, to be paired with our guests and also kind of fill in as needed, and they can do that um, at the uwcm.org phc. Uh, they okay. can register to volunteer there.
1: We there also. There's an orange box. Sign, yep. It says sign, sign up. To volunteer. It's very
0: easy, yes.
3: Okay. Try to make it as easy as possible.
0: And I have had friends that have done that. It's very rewarding. They, very rewarding. I
3: think people come in, the people <laughs> who are volunteering, with an expectation of what their day's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, they really leave, mm-hmm. um, feeling like they've gotten more out of it maybe I agree. than they've given to I the to participants so
1: well yeah. and the educational and awareness aspect though, yeah. f- absolutely for if you could bottle that what the volunteers go through they'll never use the terminology yes. again right mm-hmm. that otherizes mm-hmm. these these souls sure fellow and also fellow that humans. very
3: unique opportunity to see the the how many nonprofits mm-hmm. that are our under one roof you know mm-hmm. to really see how many resources are available just in Hartford County. Um, just how vast that is—the need, and then the opportunity to donate their time, maybe in another way. Uh, so,
1: on that note, do we need uh, providers, more providers, to volunteer their services? Uh, for instance, dentists or vision specialists, or I know there's no, never will be another Tammy Urbaker, but right. <laughs> more stylists. The,
3: the great thing we did last year that worked wonderfully in regard to the stylist is we partnered with Harford Tech. So our guests got to take a shuttle right across the street and get haircuts and also learn about uh, a very inexpensive way to continue with that if they needed that. Um, the students at Harford Tech had a great
4: sure. um,
3: interaction with our guests and our guests the same. So it was a really great um just a great partnership, and then um, and Tammy's also involved with that. She brings some of her stylists too to kind of help oversee the students. Um, but it was just a great partnership that we had last year, and it'll be available again this year as well. But always need dentist, absolutely.
1: And If you get a chance, watch the YouTube of Tammy's team doing the hairstyles for the I've, for the John Archer. I've seen prime. that. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> yep. she's great. Yes, she's
3: absolutely. Wonderful.
1: So speaking of great ladies, we have. Uh, <clears throat> The very blase and unenergetic and unconstructive Monica (laughs) O'Reilly has no energy at all. She's really taken, she doesn't work with Lisa anymore, but she's mm -hmm. really taken on this whole vision coordination.
3: Yes, absolutely. She has really spearheaded and uh, made the vision clinic so much of what it is and there's really a great team that's a well-oiled machine um, it's Scott one of Scott one of Scott's many passions <clears throat> is really establishing a vision clinic that um, is self-sufficient so I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that right every
2: year we're building the vision clinic up a little bit more and a little bit more you need very specialized equipment to to have a portable vision lab like that and um, and every year we get a few extra volunteers and a few more pieces of equipment. And our goal is after this year to take this, to take the model we've incubated here in Hartford County uh, and to move it to other communities, especially communities of need. And what's so great about this model of portable vision clinics is that you can take this into a nursing home, you can take this into uh, a, a homeless shelter, you can take this into a trailer park where uh, where there's deserts, you know, of service, mm-hmm. uh, or people that have transportation mobility problems, you can bring the services directly to them, um, and then either mail or deliver the prescription glasses afterwards. And you can, you know, this is an approach to preventative medicine to catch really serious eye disorders before they, uh, before they get worse. And it's an approach to, you know, you need glasses for self sufficiency.
4: You do. Uh,
2: and it's one of those things that in the American healthcare system, I don't get it but is considered to be a luxury. Like mm-hmm. dental care, uh, vision mm-hmm. care is considered to be a luxury. I don't get that. You know, you need to be able to see in order to function and mm-hmm. yet prescription glasses are are, you know, often not covered and you need to be able to chew food Mm-hmm. In order to survive, and yet dental health problems are often not covered under mm-hmm. government insurance
3: programs. And that's one of the really unique things. When we apply for a grant or the funding that we get to do PHC, it, it, it surpasses more than just that one day. And that's mm-hmm. what's amazing about it is, you know, Scott's really come up with some creative ideas to um, use that funding not only just for Project Homeless Connect, but make it... Um, more self-sufficient, you know, and kind of be, like you said, mobilize those resources beyond the scope of one day. And can I tell a quick story about the eyeglasses that sure. Scott mentioned? Um, so as you can imagine, Scott and I are kind of bustling around all day. So we miss a lot of those, you know, heartwarming stories right, that right, we hear. So right. um, people come to our cha- our office at the chamber and they pick up their glasses. And I had a young man pick up his glasses um, After Project Homeless Connect. So, Project Homeless Connect happens the end of January. Usually, we don't um, start handing out glasses till the end of February. So, you know, almost a month before they can get their glasses. Um, Young man was, you know, in his mid 30s, had a family, I I ended up learning. Um, But he had a job and he was waiting to get a a job that would um, really change his family's life. So, he was able to earn more money he needed to get his driver's license renewed. He went to get his driver's license renewed and failed his eye eye test. Um, So he couldn't get his driver's license renewed, couldn't get the job um, that would make him more gainfully employed. Um, So it was a choice between Dwight put food on the table or do I go to the eye doctor and, you know, pay out of pocket to get the vision test and the eyeglasses. And of course he chose to put the food on the table. And it was just a barrier that I had never thought about. And when he put the glasses on, it was like tears in his eyes. And he said, I'm going immediately to the MBA, you know, renewing my driver's license and getting a job. And it just, you know, it was kind of that, uh, feeling of, you know, so sad that he had to wait this long, but wow, what a difference, right. and what something that you and I take so for granted, mm-hmm. you know, and a barrier that I just never imagined. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. simple thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't necessarily at risk of homelessness, but if he wasn't able to continue to be sure. more gainfully employed, it could have gone a different direction for
1: him. Life-changing.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, so it was just, you know, a story that mm-hmm. I got after the fact that um, just really touched my heart and mm-hmm. opened my eyes to barriers that I didn't even know existed.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, and Kelly Burke doctor yes Burke uh, Falston Dental Group God bless her uh, for the with her and the whole team <clears throat> these people have been waking up in pain for years yes. maybe yes. and just and our friends at Epicenter that evil Lauren Lauren right. Savard. Uh, <laughs> get her back on the show. She's, such She's a sweetheart. She, she is really just works so hard. and, and
2: I? I want to talk about one more development um, mm-hmm. because we're talking about the you know the portability of the vision clinic and expanding mm-hmm. the efforts there. Um, and you just mentioned uh, Dr. Burke, who's been fan- a fantastic uh, leader for our our dental work uh, for several years now. Um, we are now. Positioning ourselves or in a position to uh, bring to harford county our first ever dentures clinic uh, Which I've talked about before which I have talked about as being this is categorically different than what we've been doing before because up until now The dental work that we do at harford project homeless connect is urgent and emergency care dentistry people have infections They're in pain. They need teeth filled. They need teeth pulled pulled out They need preventative care and Mm -hmm. cleanings We've been doing all that but for the first time ever in August late August of this year We will be launching Uh, United Way of Central Maryland's first dentures clinic, where we offer full sets of dentures or partial dentures um, for for folks who are um, seeking to re-enter the workforce.
0: Wow. And
2: um, Harford Project Homeless Connect this year is sort of gonna be our launching off point. So if there are people who need a, a few more teeth removed in order to get dentures, we can do that at Harford Project Homeless Connect. And then the dentures clinic is scheduled intentionally far enough away from Harford Project Homeless Connect uh, that we you have six months to heal. It takes six months of healing time okay. when you take the teeth out. So we can take them out at Hartford Projects Homeless Connect and then put dentures in uh, in August of this year. And dentures are life changing for folks. You know, we have one gentleman, uh, his name's Paul, he's the bus driver for our Ben Center in Baltimore, who said he hadn't smiled in 20 years because oh, uh, he was so ashamed of his, of his teeth. And now, oh, and, and through our United Way programming, and actually Dr. Dr. Kelly Bar- Burke, Burke yeah.
0: her um. office
2: uh, did, did dentures for him. Uh, and he, now he charge. says he can't stop smiling. He's never Oh been my in his word, mobile.
0: that's wonderful. But
2: for patients that you know have that are, it's called indentualists, uh-huh. They don't have they don't have teeth. Um, they can't eat proper diets. Their mental health is severely distressed. Sure. Uh, you know they can't uh, get employment because your you know your dental situation prevents in interviews. Uh, really is, is a serious detriment to people mm-hmm. in reentering the workforce, or they don't even seek employment because they're right. so embarrassed they don't want to be. Uh, in front of people, and it's just the the I've seen before and after pictures of this sort of work that's done, and you know, for folks, even young folks who have lost their teeth for medical reasons or whatever, uh, it's it's night and day. It is life changing, mm-hmm. and it, and uh, so we're going to try it out this year. We're going to see thirty dentures patients, uh, and this isn't uh, this isn't a system. You know, this isn't system changing. We're not instituting this for everybody in Harford County, but it reminds me of this, this this famous starfish story, which if you haven't heard it, there's it's sort of a, an aphorism or or a, a metaphorical story where, or a fable almost, where this little girl is walking down the beach and she sees all these starfish that have washed afloor, ashore, and she's throwing the starfish back into the ocean and, so, you know, and a, a wizened old adult sees her doing this and laughs and says to the little girl, you know, you're never going to be able to save them all. There's millions on the beach. What are you doing? And she says, I may not be able to change the world, but I can change the world for that starfish. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what we're doing with our dentists clinic is that this is going to get this is going to change some people's lives for, for good. Yeah, we're excited about this.
3: Well,
0: congratulations. Yeah. that's wonderful.
3: And we also have to thank the Dresser Foundation as well because they are a huge catalyst for getting this um, up and running. As they are for sponsoring PHC as well. So. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's a few other sponsors yes. we'd like mm-hmm. to thank.
3: Um, MSDA, the their Maryland um,
2: State Dental Association. Thank you very much.
3: Um, so they partner with Dr. Burke and really kind of get our dental clinic up and running. Um, Harvard Community College, this is the third year. Um, they have been so generous to lend us this, their space, APGFCO Arena, uh, for two whole days. Um, Wegmans provides lots of food and water for our guests and our right. volunteers. Um, For those uh, who are listening, I also want to mention um, ShopRite in Forest Hill. They are doing a collection uh, for non-perishable foods. So if you'd like to contribute, um, that's a great way to do it. Also, Harford County Public Library and all their branches um, have boxes, and they're collecting toiletries. Mm -hmm. So we know that a big need, um, especially even in our office, we're collecting deodorant and Mm -hmm. shaving cream. Um, Scott has identified that as one of the largest needs, but you know, shampoo, soap, feminine hygiene products, um, anything that you can drop by when you're checking out your books or going to utilize some of the amazing services that the library has. If you could drop something off in one of those boxes, um, that would be amazing. So, can yeah. a pull again for as,
1: that? <clears throat> as a, a, well, I've been involved in two of the drives at the library for the the va hospital and for yep. our girls up at sure yeah people bring in they
0: stuff. really do our customers are so generous so generous that's wonderful mm-hmm. and it's you know it's just if you're at the store and you can pick up one extra
3: thing and mm-hmm. drop it in the box it just makes a huge mm-hmm. difference mm-hmm. collectively so and we will actually
0: be at the event on the 23rd we'll what have a table is? there awesome. yep. and one of the big things we do is sign um People up for library cards, mm-hmm. so they can come and use our services. Absolutely, and I think just educating them on how much you have to offer.
3: Mm-hmm. There's just so much at the library mm-hmm. that just enriches people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's just a, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful service. It is
2: the access point to the yes, internet. absolutely. Totally really is. Of modest means, mm-hmm. and that is the lifeline to mm-hmm. self-sufficiency in today's economy. It really it is. is.
0: It is, and we have librarians who help with resumes, and you know, well, help with. Um, Filling out forms online and, and just the technology point. Um, you know, they're very happy to help with that. So it's one of our favorite days. We that's love wonderful. it. That's wonderful. And, love you know,
3: it. and in the middle of we have our dinner clinic, our um, vision clinic, but then in the middle, we have all the vendors. And as you mentioned, the library mm-hmm. is one of them. But, you know, um, APGFCU is there. They're there ready to help people set up, um, you know, bank accounts if that's mm-hmm. something that um, is a barrier for them. Um, just everything you could possibly imagine, you know, housing, health. We have a whole um, clinic medical clinic, as I mentioned before, uh, screening people for high blood pressure um, you know it's a shopping mall for social services it is and everything is free and it's, a it's
1: mortgage board. yeah it's we, a
3: we just feel really grateful that we're able so many people are willing to come together um, to provide these services so
0: and the guests are so happy to be there yes. I will say yes. that um, they are. Just delightful, and they are us. Mm-hmm. You know, they are us. So, yeah. it's wonderful.
1: I wonder. I wonder. Remember Clockwork Orange? Did you ever mm-hmm. read the book or see the movie? Saw the
0: movie. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Where he was this violent juvenile criminal, and he was made to watch videos. Mm-hmm. It was a little totalitarian thing. But I wonder if if there's a way to to show everybody what a day like this means and the people mm. that are availing themselves, I think it would change so many minds and hearts. Absolutely, I'm just waxing out loud. Mm-hmm.
2: No, there actually was a, a peer-reviewed academic study done of the Project Homeless Connect model because this, this is done in other cities across the United States. And yeah, it does it changes people's attitudes, beliefs, and assumptions. You know, statistically, like actual modeling has been done and demonstrably changes the way that people think about poverty and homelessness.
1: It's really. Um, because I mean, you,
2: you come to understand that it can happen to anybody, that all of us are one paycheck away or one mm-hmm. family crisis away Absolutely. from not one medical crisis. One
3: away. medical emergency. Yep. And so many of our guests are willing to share their stories, mm-hmm. you know, and that really is the human connection, mm-hmm.
1: you this know. It's just if, if so, they say homophobia is a fraction among people who know or love mm-hmm. someone
4: mm-hmm.
1: who is LGB. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. I'm glad to hear that that's um, on the radar because there's nothing changes someone's mind or heart than feeling it and seeing it and understanding it. Absolutely. You're listening to WAMD 970, uh, Aberdeen, and we have on uh, Amy Novak and Scott Goprek. It's is, is it Gottbrecht. Go- Got Fred. Yes. People you're saying it right, but my it's... name is misspelled. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The C is normally in there, right?
2: Yeah. It was one of those Ellis Island changes where they said that sounds too German. Let's, you know, <laughs> take out the C. And so yeah, yeah just change it. Your impulse is correct. Mm-hmm. A lot of
1: epithets or uh, of folks mm-hmm. came from Ellis Island. Yes. Uh, like wop. Uh, for Italian was without papers, right? Uh, right. If they came in without papers, they stamped WOP. Uh,
2: I've heard that before. And, uh, I learned something every
0: time yeah, I come here. I know. And so the, much.
1: the word "kike," uh, which is a derogatory term, um, an otherization term, uh, the Yiddish uh, word for circle is Kaikala. Huh. and many of the Europeans signed with X's if they didn't. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Jewish immigrants from Eastern Europe signed with circles. So the workers at Ellis Island, oh, they they signed with a Kaikala. So that's why they. Oh my gosh. I don't know how we got on that. Bob. I don't either, Bob. <laughs> so, um, United Way of Central Mar- Maryland, uh, Project Homeless Connect, it's uh, three weeks from yesterday, January 23rd, at Um, Hartford Community College, APG, FCU Arena. Go to uwcm.org. That's, you know, that's short for United Way of Central Maryland. .org. Uh, Project Homeless Connect. And, I've been to the site. It's very helpful. And it's easy to navigate, to understand who can benefit from the day, um, what you can do if you want to help by volunteering, or if you know of someone who can provide services. And, uh, Scott, do you recommend they contact you directly if they are looking to provide services or they just go? Um,
2: Amy Amy is the person for that. Uh, Okay.
1: I'm
2: going to be busy teaching a class next week.
1: Okay, Uh, very good. Amy
2: is faster at replying to email.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, folks. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Leslie, speaking of great institutions, what's going on at the library?
0: We have a lot going on at the library. No downtime. Mm -hmm. We are. Moving into 2020 and very excited about our winter reading program, which is We Love to Read a Latte. It is a foodie, drinking, coffee, tea, and hot chocolate themed. And uh, one thing we're trying this year, which has been very successful so far, is our Coffee Crawl and Tea Tour Passport. Love it. So... Um, What you need to do to take part in this is um, stop by your local library bench and begin your journey to earn a free 2020 Winter Reading Keepsake keepsake Tote Bag. Um, We have a passport that you pick up and then you visit local coffee shops and tea shops and um, go to a couple of our winter reading programs, get your passport stamped, collect eight stamps and you get a free... um, Winter reading tote bag while supplies last, and um, they're going like hotcakes. So, I suggest
3: tons of friends share on social media yes. about this. So, yes. it yes. is definitely um, people are excited about it, and yeah. you know, very yeah. cool. And very it gets cool.
0: our customers out into the community. Absolutely, we've had great partnerships um, Coffee Coffee's participating, Sunny Day Cafe's participating, Tea for Twos participating, Savory deli all um is participating sweets and eats is participating we have a lot of um jaredsville creamery all over harper awesome. county so definitely participate and then winter winter reading um you know uh is for teens and adults teens read three books adults read five and once you complete that you get our keepsake mug which is beautiful this year is it tall it is a little bit taller but than before. it has a lid, though, it's right? It's a travel mug, mm, It's very nice. It's a travel mug with like a cork, with cork bottom. bottom. doesn't slip. You might not <laughs> like the cork bottom. I don't
1: like the, the lids because I never put them on right. Well, you don't and they to, end up on my tie.
0: You don't have to use it. <laughs> you don't have to use the lid. But it's a nice mug. It's a little bit taller.
1: But I've broken three of the four you gave Not me I, a I, my, mugs. one
0: of my
3: fav- favorite mugs is the maroon mug that's what you talking about. about that i got at PhD last year well do you that's know do you know why it's, it's great it's a, i just like cuz it's tall and light and it's well, great well because
1: it's tall right the coffee stays hot longer that's because true. the surface area of the mm-hmm. coffee that's exposed to room temperature Makes is sense. much smaller right. mm-hmm. than a wide mug right. it's amazing you get down to the bottom and it's still yep. hot yeah
3: i love that mug that's one of my favorite mugs
0: yeah, it's his too. Mm-hmm. He broke it, and
3: then have some in stock we did have some. any. In oh stock. no! <laughs> and then
0: one of our branches found a few in oh. a closet. So I brought him in. He was like, "Oh!"
3: And I have one left.
0: And then he has one left. So if any more come my way, I'll make sure you okay. both get some, Great. and you as well, I'm Scott. <laughs> Thank you. You as well. Doesn't so, have a little bunny on it? Or yes, something. it does. It's super cute bunny with it. the earphones. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. So anyhow, uh, all information is at hcplonline.org. We have a lot of programs going on with winter reading, so check it out.
1: Fantastic. Yes. Okay, yes, we yes, have. Yes. Actually, we have a, a few more minutes. We'll do a tweet or two, but first we'll do. Um, um. These apps or devices did not exist 20 years ago. Okay. Um, and some of one of them I've never heard of. Uh one of, and tell me and there's a few I don't use iPhone Facebook YouTube Twitter Instagram Android iPad Gmail Netflix Wikipedia Google Maps Amazon was just selling books and CDs wow. uh um the App Store SpaceX what is SpaceX I don't know
3: I don't know so that,
2: that, one, that isn't that um Elon Musk's company. Oh yes, okay. the, it's, the, it's a private sector attempts at space at space okay. engineering. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, they kind of decided that the national space program was uh, more or less uh, bunk, and that the future of space flight and space travel innovations would have to happen in the private sector. Okay. SpaceX ah. is that program.
1: Okay. Um, that is true. I just it. Yeah. Okay. Snapchat, Skype, Spotify, Airbnb, Uber. Xbox, Waze, wow. iTunes, hashtags.
3: Non-existent 20 years ago, huh? Yeah. Wow.
1: Chrome, <laughs> uh, and LinkedIn. Now, wow. what two couldn't you live without now?
2: iPhone.
0: Yes,
1: Thank iPhone.
0: Yeah. I could live without Facebook. Waze is pretty helpful. Yeah, that's it's true. Waze is pretty helpful.
1: I don't know what I'd do without Wikipedia. It's <laughs> peer-reviewed. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it's um, it's amazing. It is truly mm-hmm. an amazing... I mean, I'll go in there after I watch a, a baseball game mm-hmm. and say, I wonder how many career home runs Albert mm-hmm. Poole hosts mm-hmm. sure. actually has. Mm-hmm. It's updated for the game that ended an hour wow. ago. it's true. <laughs>
0: It's true. We just watched Aeronauts on Netflix. Oh, how was that? It was really good. Yeah. And my husband was like, I wonder. If... And he picked it up and did research on. He goes, the guy was real. Like, there were people that went up in balloons to 32,000 feet in the air. Wow. In the 1800s. And so he educated himself on this. Like, I'm just like, it's entertainment. I right. loved it. It was great. He needed to know more. Yeah, he needed to know mm. more. So he does that, too. That was really good.
1: Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, a quick rifle of tweets. These are tweets from everyday people. Okay, That's why we love them so much. Sorry I'm late. I sat on my bed in the towel for 45 minutes staring at the wall. (laughs) Everyone, don't judge a book by its cover. People who make book covers for a living. Wait, what? (laughs) This guy was sitting on the floor of the gym on his phone, and he looks up at me and goes... My girl has my location shared, and I promised her I was going to go to the gym more, so now I just sit here and watch Netflix. <laughs>
3: That's a nice word. And I know. Finally,
1: in your honor, librarian, can I check you out? Me, sure, spins around. <laughs> librarian, I meant your book. Me, oh yeah, that week makes way more sense. <laughs>
0: love it. But a bing. All right. Well, <laughs> thankfully, folks, that is all the time we have for the Hartford Edge this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you.